Hello and welcome. This is Gartkosh and Glenboig Parish Church's service for Sunday the 27th of September. I'm Dave Slater and while today is a recorded service we intend to resume our services in person in the buildings in October. More details of this in a moment. Today we're delighted to welcome back George Kelly, a friend of the church's who was placed here a few years ago as part of his training and has kept in touch. Not only is he a reader, he's also a presbytery convener and session clerk of Campsie Parish Church. As ever, you can download the order of service for the hymn words. Links are in the descriptions on Facebook and Podbean. And if you're listening back later on our telephone service, perhaps a neighbour or friend can get a copy of the order for you. Notices are listed at the end of the order of service. There is no Sunday chat live today, but there will be, all being well, a Wednesday evening prayer live at 7.30pm. And apologies for last week where it took place rather later and rather shorter than usual. Now over to George. Good morning. It's really good to be making contact with all of you at Glenboig and Gartkosh. I'm very grateful to Dave for allowing me an opportunity to do so. Our call to worship this morning is based on Psalm 25. And as a response, if you'd like to take part in that way and the response is guide me in your truth and teach me show me your ways Lord teach me your paths guide me in your truth and teach me show me your ways Lord help me to show compassion guide me in your truth and teach me show me your ways Lord Help me to walk humbly with you. Guide me in your truth and teach me. Show me your ways, Lord. Help me to be forgiving. Guide me in your truth and teach me. We continue in worship, singing hymn number 458, At the Name of Jesus. Father's pleasure 
let's join our hearts and minds together in prayer. Loving God, who turns no one away, welcome each of us now as we choose to spend time together worshipping you. Make us aware of your presence with us, regardless of our location. Let this time of enforced physical separation enhance our sense of spiritual unity as we seek to be of one mind in the way that Paul encouraged the church in Philippi to be. Forgive us for the times when we have looked the other way instead of responding to those who needed our help. Show us where we've held on to hurt and resentment and give us the grace to set them aside. Give us the honesty to admit our shortcomings and the courage to overcome the sinful behaviour which would keep us apart from you. Gracious God, thank you that you love us and care for us. Thank you that through Jesus we can know you in our lives despite our faults and failings. Thank you that through his life, death and resurrection, Jesus has made it possible for us to come to you today as your children, brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us now to draw close to you as we join together in worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever. Amen. Many of you will have been missing the experience of being together in a church building, as I have. I'm pleased to say that we plan to resume services during the month of October. For Gartkosh, this will be fortnightly, initially, on the 4th and 18th of October. Remember that there will still be an online version of this service, either broadcast live or recorded and uploaded afterwards, my technological skills permitting. And so if you are not comfortable with coming for health reasons, you should feel more than okay about looking after your own health. However, if you feel able to come, or even to volunteer to help, please let me know. Remember also that we will be following COVID guidelines, asking you to observe social distancing, even in the grounds as you come in, through the church main door, to wear a mask, to accept being seated in a particular place by the volunteers, and to remain in that seat to the end of the shorter service, which will not include sung hymns in the usual way. It's going to be strange for all of us. Glen Boyg Church services will be monthly, aiming for 25th of October in the first instance. However, we will record and or broadcast live from Glen Boyg for a service on the 11th of October. So as you can see, this will still mean there will be a service on each Sunday that you can access on our telephone service 01236 809095 or online. These plans are subject to change, both in current government and church regulations and guidelines, and depending on having enough volunteers for cleaning and so on. 
we will also review and see if we can develop how often we meet. As we are coming up to what would normally be harvest time, we would usually support Lodging House Mission with gifts of food. However, this year they are inviting supporters instead to consider giving an amount of money equivalent to what you would have spent on the food you donated, partly for COVID reasons, but also as they are about to have some building works done on the place where much of the food is stored and sorted. I will share the information of how you can contribute. If you have already bought additional food and would like to, you could contribute that to Coatbridge Food Bank instead, as we continue to take that ongoing collection for the food bank, appreciating even one item per person. If you're able to donate a tin of vegetables or potatoes, a packet of biscuits, a child's snack, you can leave those in the bags at 102 Loch End Road, or once we're back in the building, bring them in and we can also arrange pickup if that's required. This will be very much appreciated, whether you support the food bank or lodging house mission, or whether you choose simply to support in prayer. Some birthdays that I'm aware of, well, just the one actually this week, but feel free to contact me with any others. Sheena McCarroll, it's been a busy spell for the McCarroll household. And congratulations also to young Minnie Coyle. I'm sure she's already a marvellous granny, but now has had the news she's going to be a great granny. Trusting all the family are happy and well with this news. As I say, I may have missed others, particularly as the service was recorded early. So if it has been a birthday or anniversary to you, congratulations. And do let me know if you want me to give you a shout out next week. Please continue to pray for all those who mourn and remember those who are ill or in hospital, including Jean Bradley, in your prayers. Our reading this morning comes from Philippians chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Amen. Thanks be to God for the reading of his word. 
I hope that you and yours have not been struggling too much during these strange times that we find ourselves in. For many of us, the blessing of technology has made an extremely difficult situation a little more bearable. Keeping in touch, at least electronically, has been a lifeline for so many people. But of course, there are always people who can't benefit from such arrangements. And we must make every effort to ensure that they are not left out and feeling even more excluded or isolated than they might have been in normal circumstances. In our reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians for this morning, he urges the people to be like-minded, to have the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Their attitude, he says, should be the same as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. In the ancient world, being in charge often resulted in leaders declaring themselves to be gods. People suffered the most appalling oppression with unreasonable demands for taxes, produce and livestock, and allegiance to the leader and draconian laws were brutally enforced. What a contrast with the world that Jesus advocated. What a contrast with the world that God intended. The model Jesus demonstrated turned everything on its head to show how much better it would be if we placed everyone else ahead of ourselves. In today's world, it might seem odd to give up every advantage in order to benefit other people. There's a lot of emphasis on the rights of the individual, placing or avoiding blame, or justifying all kinds of questionable behaviour denial of things that we find inconvenient or that make us feel uncomfortable is common. When these traits are displayed by people in positions of leadership, the consequences can be catastrophic. A stark contrast with a creator who made us in his own image in order to work through and with us to achieve his purposes. When Bruce Forsyth announced I'm in charge in the generation game he avoided sounding arrogant because of the self-mocking way that he used it. Everyone laughed. Embarrassment was avoided and order was restored when things had become chaotic. He was in charge but didn't diminish the people around him. He encouraged people to behave in the way that was needed to achieve the desired result. That's not a lot different from Paul's message to the Philippians. Of course, Paul's example was Christ, the servant king. In Genesis 2, God appointed us to rule over or 
to have dominion over all of the earth, sea, sky and the creatures that inhabit them. We were to be in charge because there was no one to work the ground. It was always God's intention to work through humanity to implement his plans for creation. Under our stewardship, deforestation of the Amazonian rainforest is reaching crisis point. Between 15 and 17% of it has been lost. If that reaches 25%, the cycling of moisture will be compromised, the area will dry out and degrade into a savanna. A recent report says an area the size of a football pitch is being lost every minute. The land is used for intensive farming, producing feed for livestock which supplies the meat industry. The same applies to fruit farming, other kinds of intensive agriculture and fishing. We squander the world's resources. Invading the natural habitats of wild creatures can provoke transfer of animal-born disease. Our demand for cheap fashion means thousands of people working in dreadful conditions for low pay to satisfy it. We produce millions of tonnes of plastic which ends up in the sea or goes to landfill. Our lifestyle is destroying the environment. But we have the good news, literally. Widespread agreement to change certain behaviour has seen threatened species and habitats recover. People are more aware of the origins of the clothes they wear. Even coronavirus can be seen as a wake-up call that should convince us that our present way of life is at best unsustainable and at worst destructive, not just for ourselves, but for so many other species too. The lockdown demonstrated how much air pollution could fall, even in that short space of time. Our choices about how we spend our money on food, clothing and travel have never been more important. Being in charge is an enormous privilege that comes with enormous responsibility. It's easy for us to think of ourselves as exceptions, that it's other people who are behaving badly. Excusing ourselves for our little lapses while decrying other people's blatant disregard for the law. It's tempting to ask, why does God allow these things to happen? Instead of asking, what does he want us to do about them? When Paul urges us to be like-minded, his concern is that we should have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who championed the poor, the disadvantaged and the vulnerable, 
who challenged the privileged and the self-serving. The same Jesus who demonstrated the extent of his love for what he had created when he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. We were made in God's image and appointed stewards of that creation. It was a caring role, not an exploitative one. As we seek to share the mind of Christ, what behaviour of ours is he challenging today? Amen. weekend's marking of the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Britain, through announcements of extended restrictions in Scotland and all parts of the UK, and as we're in, for many, the September weekend holiday, we give you our thanks, Lord, for the basics that we so often forget or take for granted, clean water on tap, food that is generally easily available, clothing that keeps us warm, and four walls and a roof for shelter. 
Yet we know there are those who lack these things, both overseas and in this country. And so we pray for the work of those who help in these situations. International agencies like Christian Aid and Tear Fund. Food banks like Coatbridge Community Food Bank, who we continue to collect on behalf of. And charities like Lodging House Mission, working to support people out of homelessness and often addiction or other issues into training, accommodation and work. We remember our leaders and governments, whatever our political views, it cannot be easy to navigate both the twists and turns of scientific advice and the demands of various sectors of industry and society, and then to take the brickbats and critiques as trade-offs are seized on as inconsistencies in advice. We continue to remember our NHS and care staff, who continue to be the front line not only against COVID, but also in many cases resuming or continuing care for those with heart issues, cancers, strokes and other illnesses and conditions. May we not delay in having other things checked out, so as to avoid an even greater burden as and when things become more serious. We pray on for those working in schools, unable to do some of the things they used to, like take classes for out-of-school visits, and ask for continued creativity in finding new ways to use technology. We remember those who are ill, injured and infirm, remembering Liz and the challenges of highly restricted visiting as she recovers, and also praying for Jean, waiting for tests and further treatment, again without visitors. And we pray for our churches as we prepare to resume in-building worship on a new pattern with challenging situations. We pray for ourselves that we may remain healthy and well, that within the confines of our restrictions we still find time to care for ourselves and our loved ones, to take our exercise, to find good places to meet others out and about, to maintain good hygiene. And we give thanks for George's ministry today and pray a blessing on him and all at Campsie Parish, led by Rev Jane. Lord, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns and give us your grace and peace. Amen. Let's sing again, including with From Heaven You Came, the Servant King. Thank you. 
Thanks to Tom for playing, to our volunteers for working on preparation for reopening, and especially thanks to George for his words today. Go in peace. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, bless, preserve and keep you and all those you love and all those you're called to love, this day and forever. Amen.